yeah, so just that feedback loop was so slow. And then it felt like when I was learning, when I was coding things, it was like, well, I can change things on the fly. Like this, you know, like, whoa. (laughs) So it's like this digital product is a living, breathing thing. And this t-shirt that I'm designing is just, it takes a year to, you know, finalize. I've spent the last 10 years honing my skills as a designer and building on my experience to grow my career. Looking back on my journey, it got me thinking, what does it take to be a creative professional? How do you build an effective creative business or grow a successful career? I'm on an infinite quest to learn and apply something new every day. So join me as we dive into the stories and strategies of the most talented creators working today. My name is Anthony Spano, and this is Stay Creating. All right, I'm sitting here with Lauren Chilcote, product designer and front-end developer. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. I've known Lauren uh, a little over five years now. Uh, We actually met at a networking event for General Assembly. Uh, Lauren had come off of her course and was coming back uh, as part of a mentoring program. And we met that night and basically hit it off and decided to uh, partner up. And you were my mentor for for the a good portion of, of my course. Yeah, I felt wholly unqualified to be that mentor, but, <laughs> you know, it worked out. So well, I, I felt in good hands. Like uh, it was a very good vibe happening that day. So, uh, yeah, I felt I felt really good about it. Yeah, it was good. I'm, I'm glad you felt that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wanted. I definitely want to uh, tap into the GA stuff and, and what we took out of that. Um, but let's go back. So um, how were you uh, originally sort of tapping into your own creative outlet early on, maybe? Were you always sort of a creative kid? Yeah, I think I was always a pretty creative kid. And I sort of give some credit for that to my mom, who I think is probably the most creative person I know. Cool. She is like regularly diving headfirst into a new medium um, and just like just totally sinking her teeth into things. And so I think she passed a bit of that on to me. So I was always a pretty creative kid, whether it was like writing or just like I was really into dioramas. Oh, I wow, loved yeah. building a diorama. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, do, you, do you remember any in particular that uh, really, re- you know, you, you remember? Yeah, I think there was something I did with like dinosaurs. And I remember getting a lot of like sticks and grass and like leaves from yeah. um, the front yard. And then I also remember building like a little um, like mini ocean scene inside of a like a mason jar nice. where I like made these clay like aquatic figures and hung them from the top of the jar. Nice. Um, if, yeah. o- if only Instagram existed back then. You know, yeah. You'd, you'd have a following. Now. Yeah, I would be I would have been a total kid crafter influencer. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So in high school and stuff, did you ever, uh, were you able to tap into like art classes and things like that? I feel like I don't remember myself being super creative. Yeah. um, Super like artsy, I guess, um, in high school. Take me back to high school. What were you thinking as far as like a profession? Oh, man. That's... So I went to three different high schools growing up. Um, so it was a weird time. Three um, different high schools. Yeah. I think my dad was in the Air Force. So I moved 11 times by the time I was 17. Wow. And so I went to uh, ninth grade in Germany. Tenth grade was in Tucson, Arizona. And then we moved to Florida. And that's where I finished out high school. Excellent. Where in Florida? Um, Northwest Florida in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Uh-huh. So, um, the place no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's They say like the further north you go, the further south 
yourself you get right. in Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Great. yeah, it was a bit of a strange place for me to end up. Uh, mm-hmm. I was very angsty, very angsty. Yeah. Um, so, so always on the move. Always on the move. Yeah. Um, I was into music. I played guitar. Nice. Um, so that, I guess that was like a bit of a creative outlet for me at that yeah. age. You yeah. still play? Um, I still have a guitar. I had three. <laughs> I sold two. So I still have one. And like every once in a while, I'll pick it up. Like I think most recently, one day I started listening to Elliot Smith again and got yeah, really yeah. into it and was just like, I need to play this. <laughs> I, need to, I need to fully feel it. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. feeling my calling. Yeah. yeah. So like broke out the guitar tab and figured it out and just like hoped no one could hear me. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's really cool. So uh, and then in college, what were you going to school for? What did you again? What, what did you want your profession to be? Yeah. So I actually went to school for apparel design and technology so fashion um yeah yeah and i think i liked the the sort of like creative illustrative brainstorming aspect of it but also just building something physical i think was interesting there was like the creative and the technical parts of it um but i would say that probably about midway or so through college i sort of knew that that wasn't what i wanted to do Hmm. But I didn't know what to do. And I didn't really feel like I had the opportunity to say, hey, let's pump the brakes. And like, yeah. I want to figure myself out, oh, you yeah, know, the, the good old crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> like I parents would not have been uh, yeah. OK with that, I don't think. So I finished it out and was just kind of like, you know what? Um, I'm going to get a job that pays the bills. I'll, I'll find my way. Yeah. And so did you like right out of school? Yeah. So I had it in my head that I was going to move to New York. So I did. Mm. I had done an internship at Marie Claire magazine All right. and I feel like I totally stuck out like a sore thumb. I'm, oh, I'm very oh. much not like a glossy fashionista. Okay. Um, so I, you know, it was a great learning experience and the person who was my boss there was super awesome, but I immediately knew like, this is not the place for me. Right. Um, so, but it, gave me a chance to live here in New York for a bit. And I was like, yep, I'm moving here. So I moved to New York and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get something that pays the bills. And I ended up getting this production job at a, um, an apparel company. And so I was a color analyst. So I would analyze color swatches every day and Mm. then communicate with factories not inspiring work, but yeah. it paid the bills. Listen, and, and all experience is good experience, right? I mean, for that's sure. what it comes down to. You're able to use that, you know, for your next thing. Yeah, definitely. So uh, what happens after that? Yeah. So while I was at that job, I started to become more interested in graphic design. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a graphic design team there who uh, they all they designed uh, everything that we created. All the apparel was it's basically intimates and sleepwear for tweens. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of like graphic tees and like, yeah. you know, matching pants with like a crazy print on them. And so I think I started kind of, you know, just talking to the designers and sort of took an interest in that. And I got a hold of a Wacom tablet. I started teaching myself Illustrator and just kind of started reading researching and um, just trying to dive into that world a little bit. Yeah. So I was going to ask, actually, uh, as a fashion designer or in that in the apparel sort of industry, are you familiar with the Adobe suite whatsoever or what were you working in? I had regrettably very limited experience. Uh, you know, experience with that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that was, that was a big hole in my programs. Right. Like we, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to, you know, have great illustration skills uh, and, you know, to be able to write or to be able to um, sketch like technical, uh, like tech specs for clothes. But, yeah. um, you know, we really, I feel like we should have been spending time in Photoshop and Illustrator. Yeah. And <laughs> so but that's great on you though, that you were able to kind of take an interest in it and then just jump in. 
right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. It was something new. I something I've learned about myself over the years is that I just love I love learning, mm-hmm. um, and so for me, it was just something new to tackle, and it felt um, exciting. And then eventually that team needed a graphic designer and I sort of convinced them to hire me. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's kind of like, this is what I know now. Yeah. Um, I know it's nothing, but I want to know and I want to learn. That's amazing. And so that was a really pivotal moment for me in, in, in my career that cool. they took a chance and, and let me yeah. jump on board. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great on them, you know, for, for taking that leap because somebody coming in with like maybe no experience, but they, they knew your vibe. They knew, you know, what you, yeah. y- your ambition, which was huge. You yeah. Know? That's like half of it almost, you know? I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. who's hungry, yes. um, you know? Yeah, and you could always feel that, right? Yeah. You can always feel it in somebody. We actually interviewed somebody today that uh, they're coming in for a second interview because of that, mm-hmm. you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, okay. So, uh, so you start getting into graphic design Mm -hmm. and would you consider yourself a graphic designer shortly after that? I mean, I think I've always struggled with like labeling myself as uh, definitely a lot of imposter syndrome in my, (laughs) in my story. Don't we all? Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I ended up working my way up to senior graphic designer and then I was assistant art director. We were a small team, but, um, towards the end I felt like I was, you know, sort of leading the, the, the direction visually and, um, getting a lot of wins under my belt and it it felt really good, you know? Um, and it was, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, It's not easy as a, as an up and coming designer when there's a sea of designers, right. Who, you know, again, you, you're talking about, uh, imposter syndrome. It's a very, very real thing. Very real. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And not just in, in the design field, uh, all over the place, but as designers, we, we for sure understand that, you know, that vibe, Mm -hmm. uh, which is terrible. How do you go for your next position? Yeah. So at some point while I was working, you know, as a graphic designer, I started becoming interested in front end and product and tech. Cool. And so I started teaching myself to code. And that was... What year was that? Oof. God, I'm really bad at remembering years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, God, it was probably like... I could be totally wrong here. Maybe I want to say like 2012 or so. Okay, that sounds about Um, right, I think. 2012, 13, 14, something around there. Yeah, yeah. um, Because I started my next role in 2015. Okay. So, um, yeah, I started teaching myself to code, and and that was like a new exciting thing. But I, I, I would get frustrated because I would run into dead ends, and it was sort of like I didn't even know what questions to ask to get myself out of that dead end. So did you have people around you to kind of go to for yeah. those questions? Actually, the guy I was dating at the time worked in tech. And yeah. so he um, he was really great and really supportive and was really like, you should go for this. Like, you should you should learn more. Yeah, you have an interest um, in it. You're, you're talented in it. You can yeah, do it. Like yeah, like you could do this. And the fashion industry in general is just not a great industry to be in. Yeah. Uh, like, they don't treat their people very well. Um, yeah, it doesn't that, pay very much. That, yeah, that's, that's not great. A great environment to be in. Yeah, it's it's not. I think everyone I know from that job, they've all they've all left and yeah. moved on to other things now. Yeah, they're so. all graphic designers now. They yeah. all learned how to code. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so it was really great to have him in my corner and sort of pushing me. Um, yeah. But I I kind of wanted someone else to ask questions to. I wanted you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's when I started looking into General Assembly and was like, you know, this this would be a big monetary investment, yeah. but it could be it could be really worth it. Yeah, I agree. I, I had the same thing. I was kind of stuck as this um, graphic designer, 
mm-hmm. you know, it's very, very similar story. And I would read, I was constantly reading. I, I was a, I was a big self learner. I'm still, I still am. I like yeah. to always read and, and continue to learn. And that seemed like, uh, and I, you know, I've told the story before, but I, as a graphic designer, I was like, if I could just code, I could mm-hmm. be unstoppable, you know, like yeah. that was the, like the feeling I had. Yeah. So General Assembly was just doing a great job at the time yeah. uh, with with uh, their marketing, I guess, and and speaking directly to sort of designers like us, you know, or yeah. And yeah. I also that guy had he had actually hired some people out of the one of their immersive programs. Oh, okay. And so he was like, hey, this is legit. Like you could really do something. Yeah. And check it out. Yeah. And so it just felt like this new, exciting thing. And that like in fashion, everything is very slow. You're mm. designing a year ahead of time. Oh. And then, you know, once things would um, be bought and make it into stores, like it was kind of rare for me to get any feedback about anything. Um, so and it every, was already a year ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. So it's like each, you know, after a few years of doing that, it's you kind of feel like you're shooting in the dark. Like you don't really get feedback on what customers thought or, you know, I might get a little feedback on what sold and what didn't, but I I might not hear why. Because it's such a big time gap. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so just that feedback loop was so slow. And then it felt like when I was learning, when I was coding things, it was like, well, I can change things on the fly. Like this, you know, like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like this digital product is a living breathing thing and this t-shirt that i'm designing is it takes a year to you know finalize which is crazy yeah it's a web and a product actually was like a a weird thing for me not web but product for a long time i'm like you've been searching these roles for product designer and it Mm -hmm. didn't make sense to me because product for the longest time for all of my time up until that point was a physical product. Right. And so it took me uh, a little bit to sort of wrap my head around the fact that digital products were a thing. And then I started following sort of the proper people on Twitter and things mm-hmm. like that where the conversation was live and I was able to gain a little bit of understanding of what that was and what it really meant to be a product designer. And it wasn't until that moment where I was like, okay, I get this now mm-hmm. and uh, I can do that. Yeah. You know? Um, cool. So yeah, so you took the, the GA class. Was it an immersive course that you took? No, it was just part time. So I think it was twice a week, three hours yeah. each session yeah, yeah. for 10, 11 weeks, something like that. Right. Yeah. I did a, the similar one, I, but I, mine was on like Saturdays or something. Okay. It was like yeah. the, the long one you mm-hmm. know, on Saturdays. Uh, and yeah, I mean, my experience was great there. I loved showing up to the campus. I loved the people around. I love the environment there. It was very vibrant. It was very uh, exciting. Yeah, agreed. And everyone who was super cool to sort of show, you know, share mm-hmm. their experiences, their their knowledge, and uh, answer any questions that I had, which were a lot. Yeah, for me, it was yeah having people to answer my questions was awesome, but also just being in an environment with other people who are you know, have that growth mindset and who are looking to learn and, you know, just sort of uh, asking them questions like what, you know, what's their story? Like, where are they coming from? What are it just sort of opened my mind to other possibilities that I probably hadn't thought of yet. And so that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, As a graphic designer, I studied it in school and it it seemed to be one of those crafts where you had to have some kind of background uh, in education, right? That way. Um, With this, it was almost like... um, you could you could have been a lawyer and yeah. decided I want to code and then you were okay. Yeah, you know you can learn it. Yeah, yeah. Design graphic design is a is a different thing for sure. 
So yeah, so out of GA, uh, that's when we met. Mm-hmm. And actually, we collaborated on on a project together. Yes. After that. That was another big pivotal moment for me. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I've told the story a couple times recently. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that organically happened for me. I was mm-hmm. at a, I was at a Passover dinner. <laughs> Uh, and it kind of, uh, it came up and this guy was uh, a guest at that, that same dinner and was like, oh yeah, uh, you know, we own a couple of, um, a couple of restaurants. They're, they're, you know, burger joints, two in Brooklyn and one in Manhattan. And I was like, oh wow, that's great. And uh, I said, oh, I, um, I'm actually taking a course right now on, on how to, uh, you know, code websites. And he goes, we, we just had a meeting today about our website and we need a new one. And I said, I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You jumped on it. Jumped on it. And then I started sweating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I mean, I immediately reached out to you and I was like, would you like to take this on? And you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I'm definitely down. I was like, I'm kind of terrified, but yes, let's do this. So so tell me about it. What was your, I want to hear your side of that. Yeah. So yeah, my version is basically like, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna figure it out. And yeah. and I think it felt good to have a partner in that, so it, it wasn't just me alone. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think if I were to look at that website now, I'd probably be horrified. <laughs> <laughs> but I would um, agree. I yeah. mean, also, so I mean, <laughs> listen, it was a first project. Yes. You know, I mean, from my end anyway. Yeah, it was a springboard. Yeah. Um, but it was great because so while I was at that graphic design position, I had started, um, you know, after GA, I had started, you know, putting feelers out and trying to make the switch into tech. And it was a it was a roller coaster of, you know, reaching out, getting rejected or hearing yeah. nothing. And and so it, there was sort of like an ebb and flow. Um, but eventually someone reached out to me and said, oh, I have this company. They're looking for a web designer. Would you be interested? You know, I was like, sure. OK. Yeah. And um, so in my uh, second, like final interview with them, I just had a quick one. And then I came back into the office to have a more thorough discussion. They had instead of like looking at uh, like a traditional portfolio, they were like, oh, you mentioned this website you built. Like, why don't you show us this and tell us more about it? Wow. And even at that point, I was like, oh, there's so many things I would do differently now. <laughs> yeah. And so I started sweating. But then in that moment, I decided, OK, instead of pretending that I think it's per- it's the best thing that's ever been done. Yeah, let me break I'm, it down. Yeah, I yeah. said, well, here's what I would do differently now. It's awesome. And they were like, oh, OK. And so I think that um, for them, they were like, OK, she, you know, in, in software, nothing's ever done. You're always iterating. So I think because I was able to show that, you know, uh, I had thought beyond the project, it wasn't done, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, I think that was probably uh, a key thing for me. That's so great. So, yeah. What I a think... cool story. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, you did a great job on that, by the way. That <laughs> was, yeah, It was a lot of fun. And I, I still remember actually thinking back now, like the first meeting that we had with them, like showing up. So they were in what? Fort, it was Fort Greene or mm-hmm. what? Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, right down, down the street from the Barclays. And um, I remember that first meeting and they were really cool people. I I loved the owners. They were really nice. And they were willing to be like, you know, we had a designer and she built this site, but, you know, we want you guys to kind of redo it. And we're like, great. And we used, I think they're like their menu or something as uh, as the jumping off point, Mm -hmm. um, the inspiration for the look, the visual style. And I remember at the time as well, um, they were super nervous because there was a Shake Shack coming down yes. the street or something. And they're yeah. like, yeah, we got to do something. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was rough. Like, we got you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you got that position then from from that sort of breakdown? I of did. The, yeah. Nice. I mean, they were a really small company. I think I, I was like the 11th or 12th person in the New York office. And oh, so cool. they were definitely it was another time for me being like, look, I don't know everything, but I'm hungry and I want to I want to yeah. learn more. And I think they were sort of ex- cited by the idea of having a generalist, someone who had, you know, like a graphic background, but was interested in web and just yeah. was like, you know, I was totally just, you know, uh, willing and like they could just mold me into yeah. whatever they sort of needed. Was it a startup? Yeah. Yeah. So very much like wearing multiple hats and just oh, kind of that's definitely. What, yeah, they're loving yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So uh, what was your experience there? Did you get to learn a lot in that role? I learned a ton in that role. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, I was there for about four years. Wow. Exactly. Um, and when I left, I think we were like 80 people. So I got to sort of go through like really awkward early growth yeah. stages where it was like, you know, we had one engineer, um, a couple creatives and the... Um, like chief product officer was also the CTO. And (laughs) so, yeah, we were definitely scrappy. We were flying by the seat of our pants. Um, But, you know, there's so many good learning opportunities. Uh, Amazing environment to learn in. Yeah, for sure. That's a great growth, though, you know, from like 10 or so, right, in the New York office to 80. That's that's awesome. That's great to be a part of. Yeah, for Um, sure. So how then do you take that? So four years is actually a pretty long time. It is, Especially in tech. Was it a tech company? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For me... As long as I'm learning something, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Um, you know, that's probably what's most important to me. If I'm learning and I'm growing, and they were so awesome about giving me opportunities to do that. You know, I yeah. I went back to GA and took a couple more classes. Did you really? Yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to learn JavaScript. Wow. I'm like, cool. Took a. <laughs> it was like a. And six they paid week. for it. Yeah. Awesome. So I took a JavaScript course. I took a UX course. Like they sent me to um, this awesome conference. Like they were just very into letting me sort of explore and figure out what it was that I really wanted to do and was really good at. And I really appreciated that flexibility. That was really important to me. That is huge in a company yeah. to have that backing and yeah. that, you know, pushing to, to grow as a professional, even if they know you're going to grow past this, but we want to, we want to, you know, uh, help you in, in your growth. Yeah. And they would even explicitly say to me, my bosses would say, you know, we, you know, we, of course we want you to stay here, but, um, we also want you to be more valuable as, you know, an employee uh, when you leave here than when you started, like they were very much into professional development and, you know, that felt sincere to me. And so that was, that meant a lot. That is incredible. That's awesome. I not, it's, it's, I, I don't want to say it's rare because I know that a lot of companies do try for that. But not everyone gets to experience it. So that's awesome yeah. that you did. Yeah. Um, okay. So where were you able to take that that role uh, from there? Into my next role? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I am now three weeks into my <laughs> new position as a senior product designer at Buffer. Amazing. Um, which is super exciting. So, yeah. So uh, Buffer just released, I think, just a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. their, new, their brand new brand, which looks really great. Um, and you had mentioned before that, uh, you have a, like a, uh, are they a brand designer or, or who sits in? She's a, I think marketing designer is okay. her, is her title. Um, she lives in Poland. Um, yeah. so we're a fully distributed company. We don't have an office anywhere. Very cool. Um, fully remote. Fully remote, which is new to me. Super exciting. Um, yeah. a lot to, you know, learn and like figure out there, but 
Um, it's really cool to see how everyone works together. Yeah. Um, it's, so you're a global company. Yes. Across how many countries or is there any kind of count? Um, I'm not sure the number of countries, but, you know, I have coworkers who live uh, on the West Coast of the U.S. And then yeah. we have people in Singapore and Australia. Um, so all over. Um, we have some people who are just fully digital yeah. nomads and they travel. They don't they don't live anywhere. Right. They're like <laughs> traveling and working. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Uh, so actually, give me uh, let's talk about the, the process for your interviews there. Oh, yeah. Uh, how did you find them? Did they find you? Did they reach out? Uh, how so, did work? yeah. So I had um, I have a profile on Dribble, and mm-hmm. I had set myself as like open for hire on yeah. Dribble. And the uh, head of design at Buffer, his name's Tyler, he uh, he followed me one day. And I remember very clearly I was at a work happy hour. I checked my phone, hadn't checked it in a while and got a notification like, oh, Tyler's followed you. And I said, OK, like, let me check him out. And yeah. as I was making my way home on the train, every time the train would stop at a station and I would get Wi-Fi, it was like, like, oh, let me look at his profile. And I was like, OK, let me follow him back. Yeah. And then the next station, I was like, oh, he, his last post is, you know, they're hiring a product designer. Like, I'm going to like that post. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. And then the next station, it was like he had written me and said, hey, you know, and it was basically like, would you be interested in talking more about this? And wow. so I was like, yeah, of course, let's talk. That's really cool. So it kind of happened like pretty organically. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. To, I feel like the stars aligned. Yeah. And... yeah. <laughs> so cool. So you started conversations and then uh, like first round kind of initial, hey, are we lining up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first conversation was just kind of like, hey, what are you looking for? What are we looking for? Is this could this be a match at all? Just kind of exploratory. Yeah. Um, and but honestly, from that first conversation with Tyler, like I just had such a good time talking to him yeah. that I, I just wanted to keep talking to him. And so I was instantly hooked. Yeah. So <laughs> people are people are what make up these workplaces. Right. And that's what makes people stay. Absolutely. Right? Come to a company and also stay. Yeah. That's my main thing here. I love the people where I work. It is something that I hold very dear, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, and you cannot replicate that sometimes. Yeah. So when you find it, hold on to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as we talked, um, you know, cause I, I had been kind of like interviewing with a bunch of companies and putting feelers out and, um, was feeling, you know, I was like, I'm in a good position now. I'm, I'm not desperate to find the next thing. Um, but as soon as I talked to him, I was like, God damn it. I want this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost that a oh, shit moment. Like yeah. I, I'm putting a lot on this. Yeah. Now. I was like, Oh, I'm so vulnerable now. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So how long was your search? Would you say? It, I'm incredibly lucky. It was very short. Um, I mean, I had for a while I had been sort of, uh, you know, brushing up my portfolio and my resume. I had, you know, my online profiles. I had really let those things slide as mm-hmm. I was just focusing on the role I was in. And so um, once I started thinking about the next move, it was like, oh man, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, so there was a lot, it was a lot leading up to it. And then um, I took a vacation earlier this year to California with some friends and as so often happens when, you know, I know for me, when I travel, like I really think about bigger picture things Oh yeah. and it was like, okay, it's time, it's time. Yeah. So the week I got back from that trip, I think it was that Friday that Tyler had reached out to me. So that happened very fast. So had you, <laughs> had you built up your, your dribble account at that point where was it up to date? I would say my, my dribble account was probably like my weakest. Oh wow. Yeah. And I mean, was the channel I had, yeah, I had added some things, but I, I, I don't 
think I have a great profile at all. I had just like, you know, brushed it up a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, as a as a professional now, what what are the what are the bases that you cover? Dribble, you have mm. a, an online portfolio? I have an online portfolio. Um I I had started uh posting to Twitter more. Okay. I had I joined Twitter in like 2012 but never really used it and then um started using it more as i was thinking about my next move yeah and i actually really grew to love it i started i just don't think i had been following the right people before and once i started following the right people i was i honestly learned so much from twitter absolutely because you know in the mornings like i'd be on the train platform you know commuting in and normally i would have been like listening to a podcast and scrolling through instagram yeah and but when I started scrolling through Twitter, I would be like, oh, I want to read this article. I want to follow that person. Oh, yep. that's an interesting idea. You know, instead of just like mindless scrolling and like pretty picture, pretty picture. Yep. I was really it was like causing me to think and learn. And so you're reading conversations as well. Right. Yeah. And it's like very up to date. A lot of people know each other, you know, design Twitter. Mm-hmm. Not always the best place, though. Yeah. So yeah. A lot of criticism out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it gets tough, but. I was the same way. Love Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a while, I was not following the right people. Yeah. You know? So you start kind of doing an audit, get rid of these. Oh, this is interesting. And then yeah. you, you get on the right track and it becomes a lot yeah. more. Yeah. So I, I started trying to post there more because I wanted to um, just like have more of a voice. Cool. Um, and um, yeah, so that was... That yeah. was great. When you get involved in the conversation too, it, it just opens it up, right? I mean, For I'm, sure. I'll, I'll comment on on certain threads or whatever it is on on Twitter, and I'm getting responses from people that I, I've never spoken to before. But mm-hmm. it's it's like I know them, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. Yeah, I it's, love that. The community is very big, but also mm-hmm. very small. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting. Did you see um, Dribble just had their hang hang time? Yes. Uh, conference. Yeah. Did you go? No, I mean, I kind of wanted to. It was so expensive, yes. though. Uh, I was I was thinking about buying a ticket and mm-hmm. then it just I didn't pull the trigger. But yeah, same. I'd love to go though. I'd yeah. love to experience that. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So you're a couple of weeks into your new position. Yes. And uh, how are you liking it so far? I'm absolutely loving it. I awesome. think every day, you know, I either learn something about Buffer or I experience something at Buffer, a conversation or, or whatever that makes me feel like I need to pinch myself. And <laughs> I just, I feel so fortunate to have landed, uh, to have landed there. Um, That's such a great feeling. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Uh, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Um, so give me an idea of like the structure of your team. What, 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 what kind of team did you join? Yeah. So, um, I haven't done an actual count, but I would say maybe there's like nine or 10 of us. We just hired an engineering manager. So we got one more. Okay. Um, but we've got a product manager that I'll be working pretty closely with, mm-hmm. um, a head of design and, uh, then a handful of engineers. Um, another really exciting thing about Buffer, uh, I posted about this on Twitter was that there are so many women in tech in tech roles and tech leadership roles at Buffer. At Buffer. Yeah. And That's at my awesome. last company, I was the only woman in tech and wow. product for okay. three years. That's um, such a great community to join. Yeah. So yeah, super exciting. Um, yeah. So we meet, uh, we have a stand up every day and people are, you know, uh, chiming in from South Africa and uh, Seattle and all over the place. So cool. It's great. So there's two points I want to hit right now. So you're fully remote. Yes. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, because that's not um, necessarily getting up and you know reporting to a desk every single day right. with a, a you know a work community. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this is completely different, right? So you're doing your own thing. Super important to set structures or, you know, yeah, give, me, for give sure. me an idea of your day. Yeah. So I know before I started, I kept imagining my first day where I would, you know, go to my laptop, open it up and then and then think, well, OK, I'm, I'm here. No, no one knows I'm here. Yeah. Like, do you, <laughs> how does this how does this work? Do I, you know, check in with someone? And right. the answer is no. My actual so I can basically set my own hours. Um, we work pretty asynchronously. Mm-hmm. I've found myself working pretty similar hours to what I was working before. Yeah. Um, the The rhythm I've kind of gotten into is, you know, I go for a walk in the morning, listen to a podcast, um, drink some coffee, just get my, get my brain going. Yeah, get yourself set. Yeah. And then I come back to my apartment. And uh, right now my office quote unquote, is Mm. in my bedroom, which is not ideal. Um, Everything you'll ever read about remote working and working from home is like, you know, separate your work and your personal space. Um, There's about four inches between (laughs) my desk and my bed. I mean, I'll take it, right? Whatever, whatever works. Yeah. So that's not ideal. Um, But I think, you know, getting into a morning habit of sort of like leaving and then coming back sort of uh, like is a signal to myself, like now I'm starting my day. I'm Mm -hmm. not just rolling out of bed, like literally over to my desk. Yeah. Um, So, and I've sort of gotten the habit of uh, the first couple hours, two to three hours in the morning of just sort of like focus and deep work. And I've sort of found the really exciting thing about, you know, uh, working remotely and working asynchronously at Buffer is that I can design my day and Mm -hmm. I can sort of figure out when do I work best? When am I most productive? Yeah. Do I want to do deep thinking in the morning? Do I prefer doing that in the evening? Um, what and I you, can set up my day however I want. What so. have you found so far? So you're taking notes of this. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I have a document that I've been keeping that's just uh, all my thoughts on um, specifically just remote first working and yeah. then uh, specifics to buffer, mm-hmm. um, which I think will be really interesting to reflect on, yeah. you know, even like three months from now. For sure. Um, and so I'm finding that I'm very focused in the mornings. Um, and so I'm able to really do some good thinking about harder problems. Yeah. And then I have a stand up at 11 a.m. and maybe like one other meeting um, before like, you know, lunchtime. Right. After that, that's when I'll maybe like check my email, mm-hmm. um, check more of the Slack channels that I'm in. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, first thing I'll check to make sure if there's anything anyone's specifically asking of me. But if not, then I kind of just let that stuff go. Yeah. Um, which was hard to do at first because uh, I'm very much an inbox zero, notification zero person. Oh, yeah. But, you know, at a remote first company where there are people all over the globe working, while you're sleeping, there's a lot happening. Yeah, and so you impossible. Can't, yeah. yeah. So you can't start your day trying to catch up on everything because right. that's just you'll you'll lose time. So. so. That was the other part I wanted to talk about was was the daily stand up that you have at eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. So when I started this company, they we had a, a stand at nine a.m. Okay, uh, actually it started at nine thirty, and I don't know who moved it to nine. <laughs> but, uh, uh, They're on your but, shit list. <laughs> yeah, but it was actually really good because it forced everyone to kind of get in and and get get into the flow, and and it wasn't so strict as far as like people showing up like necessarily on time, but we always tried to make that stand. Mm-hmm. The stand was always really really important to me. Because it really, we were able to assess what was going on for the entire team. Yeah. Not only in your plate, but you were able to see what everybody else uh, was doing, was working on, and then maybe where you fit in to help out. Right. Yes. I would tell people about that. And so our team at the time was maybe four or five people. And I would I would explain the, the 9 a.m. stand for an hour to people. And they, they look at me like, an hour? 
every day? <laughs> and I said, yeah. I mean, we, we, we were super, super productive, you know? You just kind of start rolling. So your stand-up was an hour? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ours is like 15 minutes. It's hard to explain, but we're, we are the brand team. We sit within corporate marketing. Okay. And at the time, we, we worked very much like a, maybe an internal agency. And mm-hmm. so since we are a global company, we're almost 3,000 people, we were getting the asks of the entire company at times. Uh, and because of that, we, it had to kind of funnel into our project manager and then out to the designers, the writers, whoever was taking those roles on. It took a lot of time up, but we were able to organize ourselves the right way mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, service the company in the right way. Yeah. So again, great experience, you yeah. know? Yeah, it really helped us get on track. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm also a fan of the daily yeah, stand-up. Yeah, absolutely. I like to see what you're working on. Even though if I'm not directly involved, I'd still like to know. Mm-hmm. Um, because if somebody else comes to me with uh, a question, I'm able to kind of answer. Even, yeah. You know. Yeah, and that's a that's a big thing at Buffer is uh, transparency. They're, they're definitely known for that. And yeah. communication style, everything's very transparent, uh, which has definitely been an adjustment for me. Um, so, you know, instead of direct messaging someone usually posted in a public channel so that everyone can sort of like learn from that. Or if you have a question, someone else probably has that question too. Right. Um, So most things are done publicly so that you can have an awareness and then it's sort of on you to manage your, your, your attention at reading those things and sort of getting a feel for what's most important. Right. But if I want to, I can read all the emails that are going through finance or people or infrastructure, engineering, our mobile team. So you can have as much context for all of those things as you want. That's an amazing insight. Uh, Most of the time you don't get to see those threads from other teams. Yeah. It's super, it's super interesting. Let's break it down. Uh, what is some advice that you would give maybe an up-and-coming um, programmer uh, interested mm. in front-end, interested in graphic design, interested in apparel design? <laughs> uh, from your experience, what's some uh, advice that you can give for somebody to get started? Yeah, I think, you know, when I sort of zoom out and look at my career thus far and think about how I've gotten to where I am, I think a lot of it is just just starting just start somewhere, just do something and just, you know, just kind of dive in. And that can be really hard to do. But I think if you can show that you're hungry and that you want to learn, in my experience, people really appreciate that. Yeah. And will take chances on you. I give myself credit for, you know, pushing myself to learn new things, but it's also been people giving me opportunities. Yeah. But so far, I've been very positively rewarded for, you know, just diving in and learning something and asking questions right. and, and just grinding through it. Um, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, I feel like uh, we mentioned imposter syndrome before. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to like, le- I've done a lot of learning on the job. And so there's definitely a lot of imposter syndrome with that. But I think, um, as hard as that can be, it, it's also made me humble and hungry. And yeah. that's definitely, that's worked in my favor. Yeah. So. Show your ambition, show your hunger. Yeah. Skill will always play a role for sure. Mm-hmm. But those things will open up, you know, new doors for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think just being open to continuously learning because I think, that, I mean, one, it's just fun. That makes yeah. life interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's just so many opportunities open if you were if you're just willing to keep your mind open and yeah. and know that, you know, things aren't set in stone. You yeah. can you can really pave your own way. Right. So all right, Lauren Chilcote, it was amazing having you. Thank uh, you so much. Where can people find you? Um, you could find me on Twitter at Lauren Chilcote. <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah. All right. It was a great talk. Uh, I loved working with you. I'm so glad that we were able to reconnect. Same. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was great. You soon. Okay. Bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Lauren Chilcote. She is an absolutely wonderful human being and one of the hardest working people I know. Be sure to shout her out on Twitter at Lauren Chilcote. You can check us out on Instagram at Stay Creating. Shoot me a DM. I want to hear from you. Uh, I feature every guest that I have on the podcast on the Instagram account so you can get a vibe of who the guests are and the work that they do. And starting this week, I'm making a big push on LinkedIn. With this podcast, I've been fortunate enough to connect with some really unique voices and bring you stories of talented, hardworking, hustling creators. These are origin stories mixed with insight into how they took their talent and skill and turned it into a career for themselves. So I hope you're able to take something away from these stories, and I want to hear from you on what you'd like to hear more of. So be sure to check us out on LinkedIn, where we'll be mixing it up in the professional landscape. Of course, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, make sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review. I want to hear from my fellow creators out there who every damn day stay creating. Peace. Peace.